Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. One of my favorite quotes is, as the twig is bent, so grows the tree. This early 18th century proverbial saying means early influences can have a permanent impact. Unfortunately, children are unhealthier today than ever in history. They have more asthma, obesity, type 2 diabetes, and neurodevelopmental disorders. It's actually been predicted that this will be the first generation that parents Parents are expected to outlive their children. Our guest today is Medea Saeed, also known as Holistic Mom MD. Her new book is called Holistic Prescription for Kids. She's going to share some sample blueprints that parents can use to help children attain their optimal health. With all the uncertainties in life right now, one thing we do know for sure is children are our future. Thanks to Dr. Saeed, our future is looking brighter. Stay tuned. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is a family physician, health influencer, international speaker, and best-selling author. She sits on several medical advisory boards, including Mama Potamus and Wellness Mama, who was named one of the 100 most influential people in health and wellness. She's a sought-after expert for prestigious holistic conferences, summits, radio shows, TV, and newspapers. She's a regular on the international Emmy-winning Dr. Nandy Show. In addition, she hosts the Holistic Kids Show, a podcast where she interviews the world's biggest names in functional, holistic, and integrative medicine. Her new book is called Holistic Prescription for Kids, Parenting Healthy Brains and Bodies in a Changing World. Welcome to the show, Dr. Medea Saeed, also known as Holistic Bomb MD. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so much fun. I am so incredibly honored. I am so super passionate about this topic. Yes, children are our future, and there's so much that we can do. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it's great. You can join us, and uh, congrats on the new book. You've been busy. I'm, I'm curious, what do you feel is the primary reason for the drastic decline in children's health? Why are they so, so unhealthy? Kids today are living imbalanced lifestyles, period. <laughs> you know, despite the warnings of sicker and sicker children, they're eating more junk food than ever before with increased artificial junk food consumption and a limited diet variety, lack of sleep, lack of nature, lack of exercise and play, negative social environment, increased exposure to toxins inside and outside the home that are all then contributing to this imbalanced child can also contributing to inflammation, one of the underlying reasons for chronic disease. And now science has actually proven that this chronic inflammation is hijacking our children's brains that they need to make decisions Specifically, there's two main pieces, the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for, you know, the well-thought-out decisions, while the amygdala is a fight-and-flight, irrational, you know, limbic system-driven decisions. And chronic inflammation now, studies have shown, was found to decrease the strength between the connections between the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala. So therefore, our children are not using their full brain to make a logical decision. They're irrational, more angry, more violent, and us versus you mentality. And then therefore, when they're not making the correct decisions, there that results in their poorer health. 
so scary. Right. One thing I believe, I'd love to hear your take on this, in addition to diet, children are more susceptible to disease because they spend hours inside playing video games and watching Netflix. <laughs> My generation played in the dirt. I used to play in the dirt. We were exposed to microorganisms that help strengthen our immune system. Is there any validity to that? Oh, absolutely. So much. Because we know that your gut is directly connected to your brain and the overall health of your body and the children's bodies. And so, I mean, if we just look at, just even, let's just start off with even younger kids, because now even parents are sicker and sicker gut flora, and uh, now they're giving rise to sicker and sicker children with weaker gut floras. So it is not great. Like when we need to get the kids out and about because nature is one of the key main pieces that can really help to optimize the children's brain and body development because we know that nature heals our children from the inside out and it, what it does, it boosts the immune system, it restores your brain connection, higher prefrontal cortex activation, you know, improves the overall gut brain and boosts serotonin, which is, you know, 90% is actually made in the gut, leading to better mood, ability to focus, improved sleep, mindfulness, and the ability to even cope with whatever stress they're able to get thrown at them. And when because we're moving away from that, there's an increase of, just like what you said, the asthma and autoimmune diseases and food allergies and lower activation even you know, prefrontal yeah. cortex. So it's not good. Yeah, I'm glad you're bringing up the unhealthy gut. Is there any proactive steps that children can take to keep their digestive system healthy at an early age? Should they take probiotics or any other things that you can mention? So first, it starts off with nutrients. And because we know that nutrients regulate every single chemical reaction in your child's body. And studies have shown that those children that eat a rainbow of Foods packed with fiber and color and nutrients, minerals, good fats, clean protein actually have healthier brains and less violent, improve their behavior, optimize their gut microbiome, and thereby improving their immune system and their overall health. So, you know, we know that the child's gut and the brain are constantly talking to each other, so it's really important to start feeding these trillions of bugs in these kids' bellies. And by starting with a rainbow foods, vegetables, clean protein, and healthy fats. And then, yes, probiotics are great. I love to get them from like food type food sources like kimchi, sauerkraut, and all different types of fermented vegetables. Actually, what I love to do is for practical tips, my kids eat a rainbow for breakfast. And then I usually just have different types of sour, different types of fermented vegetables, and one day different types of kimchi and different types of sauerkraut laying out there, even just for breakfast. So right before they go to school, they can choose which one they would like and take a couple of spoonfuls of that, and they're good. So it's so yeah. powerful. And then. I'm, I'm a believer in, in, in the rainbow the rainbow diet, but we have to stress to the children that may be listening that doesn't mean we're advocating Skittles. I know they no. market that as eat the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no Skittles. Like because each color is so important for your for your body, but not the artificial stuff. <laughs> not the Skittles. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, you hear that, kids? Don't be so. Hey, they said she. I heard a show. They said I could eat the rainbow. 
<laughs> that's funny because that 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 yeah, no, that actually no. that that is their slogan: "Eat the rainbow." So, you know, it's a, they, oh, they've no. stole the they've stole the good thing. Let me ask you this: You and I share many of the same circle of friends. Some are yes. among the world's leading authorities on yes. diet and nutrition, but not all of them agree. Some say eat meat like a caveman. Others say eat only plants. And now we have the advocates of fasting. When it comes to children, what do you feel is the healthiest diet? The more variety, the better. Because now we know that children and specifically also adults, if you look at the statistics, 90% of Americans are deficient in some sort of nutrient. And that includes, you know, B vitamins, magnesium, vitamin D, selenium, vitamin you know, K2, vitamin E, potassium, that is all lost from this modern diet. So if we can just eat a ver- as different varieties as possible, making sure they're getting enough vegetables, clean protein, and healthy fats, because remember, the lack of protein results in like this cascade of negative consequences that can even affect, you know, you as the child at a brain level, leading to like decreased brain volume and hippocampal formation. And so supplementing, you know, for, for a child that is undernourished, make sure that they have just with protein studies have shown that can improve a child, the child's cognitive performance and is the most effective specifically in the first two years of life. But so important to get some sort of protein in there to help uh, with their overall brain and body function, along with omega-3s. Most kids are, you know, deficient in omega-3s. Actually, 90% of Americans are deficient in omega-3s. And these deficiencies have been linked to, like, mood disorders, like violent behaviors and bipolar and depression, autism, ADHD, seizures, schizophrenia. So again, to make sure that the kids are having their some sort of healthy fats, because remember, their brains and bodies need that to develop properly. So true. I know most parents by now know sugar's public enemy number one when it comes to the children's health. Share with us a food or ingredient our listeners may not be aware of that can be detrimental and needs to get out of that kitchen. Oh my gosh, artificial colors. We got to get that out of your children's uh, mouths. And I feel like it's in every holiday. It's in every, you know, know, like every celebration. We're giving kids some some excuse to give them candy and junk and artificial junk, like crap. (laughs) So what we need to now do is we have to get all of these artificial colors out because they're associated with everything from cancer to hyperactivity in children. Blue number one is like probably the worst artificial color. It's actually linked to hyperactivity, risk of kidney tumors, and even studies have suggested that's a potential neurotoxin. Uh, red number three is an animal carcinogen. <laughs> red number 40 causes hyperactivity in children and accelerates the appearance of tumors. Uh, yellow number five and six, hyperactivity leading to also it's a car, you know, it's found to be contaminated by carcinogens like benzidine. So it's <laughs> not good. Green number one caused liver cancer. So we got, if we can do anything to get all of those artificial colors out of our kitchen. So here we are back at the Skittles. Stay away, kids. <laughs> those aren't natural no, colors. Yes. <laughs> no, we're not eating those types of rainbows. Those. No. <laughs> and what's funny is, you know, the word, the word artificial, people just hear that word and let it sink in. It means made by chemists. It's, it's not something, yes. right? Just the word alone should say, well, wait a minute, maybe that's not so good for my kids because it's fake. Artificial means fake. Why would you want your kids to eat fake food? So it's a co- common sense well, as well. Reason. 
Absolutely. I mean, we give our kids junk food. Why would you want to give them junk? <laughs> exactly. Get the word junk so right cool. in it. <laughs> exactly. And as they get, like, yeah, if you're going to give them junk food. Then they get, then they get, then they get overweight and have too much junk in their trunk, and they wonder where it's from. It's from the junk yeah. food. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you got to get the junk out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me ask you. You know, gluten's a big no-no now for adults. What about children? They've got these growing, you know, uh, colons and digestive systems. Should they avoid gluten at an early age? So we know that it does cause issues, and studies have actually shown like eating eating gluten at the age of eighteen months old has been associated with a forty-six percent increased risk of developing type one diabetes for each 10 gram of gluten consumed. So it does, and it can increase the risk of other autoimmune conditions, specifically those that are predisposed for children that are predisposed to things like celiac disease. And so in my house, what I try to do is I keep it as a treat only. (laughs) And uh, we focus on our vegetables, our clean protein, our healthy fats. And uh, I mean, there's so many other things out there now. I mean, if they want chips or if they want Pastas, I'll make them out of lentil pasta or cassava flour, which is like now the kid's favorite. So I just stay caution and try to see, avoid it as best as possible and then just keep it as treats if we need, if they need. But then again, because the kids today are more insulin resistant than ever before, they are sicker and sicker than ever before. I stay on the caution to avoiding it. Yeah, so such a and you know you but you're bringing points up where you know you you're taking the detail and, and the time for your children. But so many parents they say I'm too busy for that. There's just not enough time to make healthy meals, and they go to this fast food. For our listeners, using the mm-hmm. lack of convenience as an excuse, what advice do you have? Oh my gosh, you guys! If I can do it, you can do it. There you <laughs> go. Yes, uh, yes <laughs> because I cook. <laughs> I cook for a family of eight on a daily basis and wow. I'm a full, I'm a, I have my practice and then, you know, my four, my children are 14 all the way to six. I have four boys and uh, on the weekends, I'll, I'll feed a family of 20. <laughs> so, and so it's been crazy. So if I can do it, you guys can do it. But really, if you focus on the things that the children can have and stock those things up in your home, stocking up for success, it decreases your stress. And so what I have is I have like bars and I have chips and I have, you know, nuts and seeds and little packets of guacamole. And I have like an entire fruit drawer. I have a vegetable drawer. And so I find that if we can just focus on tons of vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats, and have these things like a roasted chicken, you know, that can easily be thrown in the Instant Pot. Or, you know, we could, anything super simple, we can just throw in the Instant Pot and that, I mean, now you got the bone broth, you got, you can throw your veggies in there and that can be done, especially if, you, if a working mom, working parent, they, you know, they can throw all that stuff in the morning <laughs> really quick, like literally sometimes even just frozen. And that's what I do when I come back and I'm in a slow cooker and when I come back, there's a fresh, easy meal or I, and the things that I always have in the house for things when I don't have time to cook, I always have a bag of uh, coleslaw, like organic coleslaw, ready to go in my fridge. And then I have a salmon in the freezer. So that takes minutes to cook, especially if you're coming home and you're getting, so I quickly put a coleslaw or sweet, some sweet potatoes. I'll stick that in the oven while I'm getting everything ready. And then by the time I'm, you know, changing and talking to the kids, everything's already prepared. 
Yeah, and also you mentioned like meal plan, meal planning. You can create on maybe they don't work on a Sunday and they have that day and they can create something and put Absolutely. it. Absolutely, exactly. And that way, when they're busy in the week, they just reach and grab for that. That makes sense. But you know, it's 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 just you know they go in the line. It's the fast food. I always say whoever snuck the S in fast food was a marketing genius because it's fat food. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love that. Seriously. That's so <laughs> you wonder why we're having problems. And there's exactly. healthier options to go out. But it's better if we can prepare this ahead of time, if possible, and then always have stuff stocked up in the freezer just in case. Yeah, that's a good point. Let me ask you this. I know so many kids aren't getting adequate sleep. They stay up late watching TV, chatting with friends on their phone, and playing games. How important is sleep when it comes to the health of children? And is there a certain amount of deep restorative sleep they need for their growing bodies? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So sleep, while we sleep... Our children use, don't use much energy for anything else besides for fixing what the body needs to get fixed. And specifically with the children and the teens, their brains are developing at a rate of 800 synapses per second. So when a child sleeps, the brain continues to form and strengthen these connections. So deep sleep actually is correlated with myelin content in the brain. Getting enough sleep normalizes the cortisol levels, improves memory and health control you know, weight and overall inflammation. So if a child doesn't get that, it leaves more energy available, um, you know, because it, it's not able to remove those toxins, make those hormones, activate, you know, cellular repair, even um, it, dec- it decreases the secretion of growth hormone, which we don't want, we want them to grow. Um, and unable to fix, you know, mend injuries or even fight infections. So the amount of sleep really depends on the child. So children between, um, you know, nine, need around uh, nine to 12 hours of sleep as teens and maybe even a little bit earlier. And then obviously if they're younger, a little bit more than that. But so super important because if you just look at the statistics right now, six in every 10 middle schooler and seven in every 10 high schoolers are not getting enough sleep. Yeah, so that's, that's so, so important, important to start to... Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's so important, especially, and you know, they got these electronics in their face so much. That's got to take a toll on their brain health, too. It's got to be a... Oh, absolutely, uh, with the blue light there, yeah. It does. Science has proven that that has started to really affect the children's brains. Yeah. What do you say to parents that say, look, you know, I let my kid eat some junk, but you know, he eats a Barney Rubble Flintstone Trouble every day, so he's fine. (laughs) No! <laughs> what are you doing? No. <laughs> so I hear that a lot, right? Yeah. You know, like they're kids, let them eat whatever they want. They got high metabolism, but not recognizing that those foods are actually destroying their gut microbiome. They're destroying, they're weakening their uh, their immune system. It's actually those foods are actually leading to stress in the child's body, and specifically with you know our teens. Science has actually proven that the, our teens actually have more dopamine receptors in their brains. And so, therefore, though they actually can become addicted to these foods a lot easier. Um, so that's why, no, junk food destroys the body and really destroys the brain. And actually, on top of that, it really increases, you know, the blood sugar imbalances. And then that then leads to insulin resistance leading to all of the slew of 
more chronic health conditions like irritability, brain fog, sugar crashes, carb cravings. So we actually feed this to our kids, not recognizing that they're going to turn into monsters. So it's better we not. That's true. true. And, you know, a lot of these chewable uh, vitamins that kids chew on, they have the artificial colors and they have the synthetic stuff that's not good for them. So for parents to look at that as being the cure-all is so untrue. I think if they eat healthy, they don't have to even worry about taking these synthetic vitamins or any vitamins, right? If if a child's eating healthy, they don't need to do a handful of pills, correct? They don't. They don't. And remember, these foods will actually shape them. So if we put, you know, junk food that really shapes our child, uh, specifically adolescents' brains in ways that they impair their ability to think, learn, remember, perform memory tasks, impulsive behavior, depression, anxiety. So if we can nourish these children's bodies with these key nutrients, vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats, then they absolutely, they don't need um, multivitamins as much. So. so true. Now, you've launched two books this month. Give us a real quick overview of Adam's Healing Adventure. Tell us about that. Yes. You know, we there's so many people talking to adults, right? Well, there's so many books, but there's no books for kids. So I'm like, this is our future. So we created during this pandemic time, the Adam's Healing Adventure series, And the first book actually launched in September. That's called Adam's Healing Adventures from Sickness to Health, where it basically follows Adam through a journey of getting healthier, uh, mind, body, soul. And uh, where he wasn't feeling so great, and then his friends helped him, you know, optimize his lifestyle by, you know, digestive health, detoxification, the four hours of stress, sleep, social, and spiritual health. And then he feels better. And then the one that I have coming out, it was Adam Healing Adventure, the power of rainbow foods that going into the, not the Skittles. <laughs> not the Skittles. <laughs> not the Skittles. <laughs> but the power of the rainbow foods. And then the Holistic Rx for kids parenting healthy brains and bodies in a changing world that really dives into what us as parents can do to help give these children these life skills that they need to optimize their brain and body, DNA, mitochondria, lower inflammation, and start to teach these kids these skills, these life skills, to help raise mindful children. Because remember that every conversation that you have with a child, every hug, every, you know, the stress, sleep, social, spiritual health actually can influence their child from your child from the inside out, building these connections, uh, good or bad, and has the power to mold your children's brains and bodies for the better. Well said. Fantastic. We're out of time. It's time flew by. I got to have you back. I love your energy. Woo-hoo! I'll tell you. So much fun. I oh, love it. It was great. Time flew by. I want to thank you for <laughs> talking to us about a well-needed topic. I hope some parents took notes and then they get your new book. It's called The Holistic Prescription for Kids, Parenting Healthy Brains and Bodies in a Changing Yay! World. Yes. Get your copy, everybody, at theholisticrx.com. And also be sure and check out Adam's Healing Adventure, The Power of Rainbow Foods, not Skittles. You can follow Dr. Saeed on Facebook and Instagram at HolisticMomMD. For my daily social media posts, you can follow me at Dr. David Friedman, except Instagram. I'm at 
Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard something today that would benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available to yourgoodhealthradio.com or radiomd.com and peruse our podcast library. Share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. This information is too important to keep to yourself. Sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned, stay well, and follow the rainbow.